all guys gals and non-binary pals welcome to the newest episode of the noobs and knockouts podcast brought to you on youtube on spotify on google and apple podcasts i'm austin i'm a knockout watched a lot of wrestling i'm david i'm a noob haven't watched nearly as much wrestling uh and and i i am very excited uh because for we're breaking new ground here on the noobs and knockouts podcast we are for the first time ever folks you're not going to believe this we are going to cover something that i have actually watched before that's right the hit netflix series glow you know i'm so glad i finally dove into this show um, uh it's uh, brilliant what what, what's up david um um, i think i think you got your notes mixed up we're we're not watching netflix's glow we are watching the 80s glow what what i've what that no that's not that's that's not that can't be that's not it's not fucking it's not hold 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 on just a fucking second it said i swear to god it said it said right oh 1980s Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I rescind my indignant protest. I feel like we should watch Netflix glow at some point, though. I I agree. It was actually funny. Uh, the reason I decided to go with that lame and very obvious joke was because before uh, before we got on this call, um, I mentioned to Kyle um, that this week we were covering real, actual glow. And, and in order to try to distinguish the fact that it's Netflix, and, but he didn't get it, so he goes, he's like, "That's cool." But when are you guys gonna watch Heels? And I'm like, "No, no, 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 Kyle, not, not, not Netflix." Show like I'll, watch, I'll watch, I watch he, I watch Heels when I can. When I, I'll watch Heels when I can access fucking stars. Well, well, the, well, the punch, the punchline to this being, I, I clarify, and then he goes, "Oh, okay," but when are you guys gonna watch Heels? <laughs> I watch I watch heels when I can get stars. So well, that's that's why we have a piracy server in our house, baby. I I support the official release. Um, well, I would support the official release if it weren't on fucking stars with a Z. That's, who? That's true. I'm not fully convinced that stars is a real is a real streaming service. I think it just kind of like is a gigantic hoax and i it's like it's that it's like knockoff hbo yeah as i don't just, even as know a thing like, you add to your cable package except unlike hbo i don't know anyone who has stars i don't i don't even know like what's it supposed to be the only thing i know about stars is that it has heels on it that's true all right but yes Tonight, we are. This was again, I mentioned at the end of our last episode, in case you did, but in and so, in case you didn't watch this, is I a couple weeks back, I went down a Tubi rabbit hole, uh, yes. just to see what kind of wrestling content was on Tubi outside of we um, are, we are, underground. We are completely neurotypical here on the News and Knockouts podcast. Mm-hmm. And I happened upon a show called The Original Ladies of Wrestling. Which was in fact glow. Wait, they named it wrong. <laughs> they fucking. I am ratchet ass. Got the I name wrong. Well, you I, no. They if you look on Amazon Prime and other shit, it's this. They use that name too. I don't understand where that came from. I wonder if they had to do it because like the Netflix show like trumped the trademark or something. I like that. I have a lot of questions about what glows. Who owns the rights to glow right now? 
but yeah. we'll get there. Okay, um, I'm, I, I'm, please, history. I'm so, I'm so fascinated by this. So anyway, I find that OG Glow, some of it, is on Tubi. So oh. I was like, we are going to make this an episode on the podcast. Yeah, I think we have to. Yeah, so what is Glow? uh basically basically glow was a show that aired in syndication from 1986 to 1990 uh it was the very first televised all women's wrestling show in america the very first the The very very, no no one else really no um wait fucking hmm. May Young and like I guess Mula too, like they were part of promotions early on. Were those not gender segregated? No. They, oh, they they were. You know, women's wrestling was rocking back in their day until Mula <laughs> became the became the main person who had a stranglehold on that whole women's industry, that whole side of the industry to the yeah. net, to the negative de- detriment to everybody. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's a, that's a, that's a conversation. The, how, how, how the, the fucking divas division can be traced back to fabulous moolahs and entire other can of worms, but yes. Yeah. But basically like women's wrestling in America has, as I meant, I mentioned this when we were going over the briefest history of Joshi, uh yes. back when we started the aw arc is basically women's wrestling in america has always been part of a gender a integrated shows in the sense that like women's wrestling was always treated as a side it's kind of like a bonus sideshow attraction in the same oh. way that like midget wrestling is the bonus sideshow attraction. oh uh, yes is like Hey, isn't this neat and quirky to see the whams wrestling? Uh, they're wrestling, but they got titties. Hey, yes. that wacky. Yes. Uh, so as opposed to in Japan, uh, it was pretty, it, they've always had pretty segregated uh, women's division. I think a big reason for that happening is because the first is all Japan women's pro wrestling uh they found they were founded in 1968 and also got on tv in 1968 they are the first women all women's wrestling ever made to made air uh, across the world and so and it was a big hit success and I, I and i would attribute that to why like they never integrated is because women's wrestling got popular being its own separate thing from men's wrestling in japan yeah. Whereas women's wrestling in America, with the exception of this period where the glow was a thing, has never been successful or popular as its own separate entity, only as an entity within a larger, otherwise male-dominated show. That's funny, too, because, like, I've always found it a little, like, <clears throat> weird that in Japan, like, the wrestling companies are so staunchly gender-segregated up until, like, you know now like just at the tail end of last year when njpw is like actually we can we can do women too i guess and they don't um, and that's not a, and that's not a popular thing with the japanese audiences by the way like yeah new, like new japan having a women's division is just to pander to a western audience that largely expects that kind of con of thing that's the, the, the japan the the japanese fan base does not care about that about like 
the like New Japan fans don't want don't aren't here for women's wrestling, and Stardom fans don't want to have to watch New Japan to watch Stardom to keep up with Stardom. So that's fair. I it's think rough it's, going. It's it's you know like. That in itself is like kind of cringe because you know, like as 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 anyone who's listened to this podcast knows, I am a a big proponent for intergender wrestling. I you know I I, I love that shit. Um, but like, it is cool to know that you know even if I find the staunch gender segregation so cringe, like it partially exists due to the vast success of women's wrestling in Japan the likes of which America just has not seen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a take a bad with the good sort of thing. Yeah. So glow was basically born out of the mind of David McLean, who was working mm-hmm. at, who was working at, I'm going to get the name of this here. Uh, he was an announcer and promoter for world wrestling association, which was a regional wrestling company in the eighties out born out of Indianapolis. I feel like and he basically saw the women's wrestling on that those indie on those WWA shows and was like i think that there is there is a like an opportunity in the market here mm. for just the women's wrestling mm. like he saw the talent and he, he thought that you know a serious actual women's wrestling show could be successful uh he pitched that to his guys at to his his the people he was working with you know in the wrestling business and they were like no way bro not gonna happen they're like they're like don't you realize they got boobs and they're like no that's unprofitable it'll just be a novelty that wears off quickly it's not gonna yeah which like to their credit i feel like they were correct in that was like the landscape of the time like you know obviously cringe fucking attitude to take but like they uh david mclean here was kind of stepping outside the norm by by being like we can make this more than just a sideshow uh yeah so he was like not deter he was undeterred by this and he ended up you know going all the way to hollywood and he start he you know he put out casting notices in hollywood and like that's kind of the most unique element of glow is versus pretty much any other type of wrestling company is because is because there wasn't like there wasn't a system a training system for women like we see today it was pretty much yeah. just moolah um it was just it was just work for moolah or die yeah so like all of the women who were on glow come it came at it from the perspective of being like athletes and aspiring models and actresses who kind of saw glow as just another job maybe the kind of thing to kind of be the thing to like get them a step up and kind of go on to bigger and better things they you know they weren't coming at it as like i want to be doing a wrestling show yeah something for the resume right yeah it was it was a resume thing you know i i was in the gorgeous ladies of wrestling uh and but they put out a casting call and they got a whole bunch of women and uh david mclean uh hired mando guerrero uh if that last name would ring a bell uh he is really the, he is the father of uh he's in the same fam let's see here 
Yeah, he is the Mando Guerrero is the second oldest son of Gory Guerrero and the brother of Chavo Guerrero Sr., Hector Guerrero, and Eddie Guerrero, uh, and, and with Chavo Jr. as his nephew. So I, I assume I assume this is an Eddie Sr. and Eddie Jr. as well, or is was this just Eddie? This is just Eddie. Chavo's the only junior senior here. Wait, wait. Um, Chavo was Chavo was Eddie's nephew? Yes. Oh fuck! I assume they were like brothers or cousins or something. No, no. Eddie's Eddie's brother is Chavo's is Chavo's dad. Chavo. Holy senior. shit! That's and Mando so- Guerrero was also brothers with Eddie Guerrero, and he came in and he trained these women, uh, so they could be you know you know perfectly fine wrestlers. Absolutely, that's so sick. I mean, you get you get the fucking Guerrero pedigree in there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then he got together with a television distribution company, Independent Network Incorporated. And through his kind of connections with the executive with that company, he met up with uh, Mishulam Rickless. Uh, Apologies if I messed that name up. But what you need to know about him is he was then a, a mogul in Hollywood and the owner of the Riviera Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Okay. And so he hooked up with him and that, and also Rickless got him in touch with uh, Matt Simber, who was a famous, a well-regarded exploitation movie director of the 1970s. <laughs> ah! He did a lot of sexploitation and exploitation movies on his resume. Oh, fun. Also, uh, sorry to run it back a second. Since we're all delving into our history here, I looked at you know why I was because I was like, how the fuck were like Eddie and Chavo or Chavo Junior contemporaries like that? Eddie was like three years older than than Chavo. This is this was mm-hmm. he was not a very old uncle to Chavo Junior. No. Okay, okay, no, he was not. Uh, so Matt Simber again, uh, and his connection with Rickless is Rickless uh, funded a movie that he was directing. Uh, Butterfly, which was a controversial movie uh, because it was basically this like, it, it was this like incest story. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> it received significant nominations from the Razzbear, from the Razzies, if that is a thing that is important. Oh, hey. But at the I'm same t- time, uh, the st- the star one of the star women of the sh- of the movie Pia Zadora won a Golden Globe for best female newcomer. Uh, this was considered suspicious because <laughs> Pia Zadora is Rickley is Michelle is Michelle Rickless's wife. Oh, uh, he. I and to be clear. He married her when he was 53 and she was 23. Oh no. Oh no. And so he finances this movie starring his wife and uh, it largely is critically panned for being shit. And then yeah. but somehow she wins a Golden Globe for best female newcomer. Hmm. Leading to accusations that he bought the award. <laughs> Oh, in the in the halcyon days of the 1980s, Austin, surely you jest. 
Never. He would never do the, the Golden Globes would never stand for such the Hollywood sex. of the night. Hollywood daring Hollywood daring to to succumb to such greed and and politicking. politicking. Never. Never. Not once. It's impossible. Anyway, point being is that th- through those connections, Matt Simber f- hooked up with David McLean and became the director for Glow. That's such a wild domino effect. <laughs> yeah. So they filmed, they filmed a pilot and they, they introduced the show at the National Association of Television Program Executives Convention. Basically, back in the old days, you had to like go to a convention to sell your show to TV networks. You had to make a presentation and everything. Oh my god, that's kind of awesome. And they were able to sell the show in syndication into like 30 TV market, major markets in six other countries and off to the races we go. It's history, holy shit. And so the show ran for four seasons. They also did seasons. Basically, they filmed 26 episodes a season. They ran. They also ran them one time as a as on a on a um, uh, rerun. So that's oh. all fifty two weeks of the year. Oh shit! Oh, there oh, we go. Got him hey, covered. Ain't that, ain't that ain't that nifty? Fucking, so the first man, those those four season uh, gimmick wrestling shows. Am I right? God damn! Oh yeah. Look, glow walked so Lucha Underground could run. True. Yeah. So. So the first two seasons of Glow took were filmed and re, were filmed in the Riviera Hotel and Casino to a casino crowd. There, you know, that was just like go to go to the casino and watch the women's wrestling. Um, That's so bizarre. I love that. Yeah, they the women for a time lived at the casino uh, before getting did. hotels. Um, before getting hotels nearby instead. Uh, um, oh yeah, so much better. Upgrades people. And so the reason I think the I think I always want to shout out now is that uh also on Tubi is the story of Glow, a 2012 oh. documentary put together about the history of Glow with a bunch of interviews from the women who were a part of it. Fantastic. I watched the documentary as part of the, my prep for this. Fantastic documentary oh. well will would recommend it as well along with Shit, that probably that probably like helped inspire like that maybe helped inspire the the netflix show or something That's possibly like... let's see fuck uh um anyway keep keep, keep going however out. it it there was one element that it didn't the documentary kind of only gla- barely glossed on bear didn't really say directly and i was hoping to hear them say because i think it's the most important part of what we're looking at tonight is because on tubi and in fact the only legally available part of the glow run that i can find is season three uh and season three is significant because they're basically david mclean and matt simber creatively butted heads um okay well yeah i wonder why david mclean wanted it to be like a serious straightforward wrestling show 
It was what he did. It was what he was envisioning in his mind. I want. I, wa- I want to put. I want to put women in a wrestling ring and take it seriously. He said to the sexploitation director. Well, actually, you know what? From what his other, like, from what Matt Simber's um career, you know, filmography looks like, could have been worse. Um, with what happened oh, with Glow, but basically, like. I, I don't know if, if David McLean was getting them all Japan pro women's tapes, but I think that was more in his mind what he was hoping for. It was kind of a straightforward, serious wrestling show. Yeah, I was going to ask, Matt, he, do we know if he was inspired by Japan shit or not? Not to my... I could not find any specific information about that. Um, Matt Simber, though, he wanted it to be more of a campy goofy i got a little little bit lowbrow corny humorous silly show and and that butted heads with david mcclain's creative vision for the show to the point that david mcclain left and sold the rights to the show to the riviera hotel wait he sold it to the i didn't i didn't know you could do that (laughs) i know you could sell tv show rights to a hotel well to, to rickley who owns the hotel. Um, And it, and from that, and he went, he broke off to go start his own wrestling company with blackjack and hookers. You know what? Forget the wrestling. Uh, The power, powerful women of wrestling. Oh. uh, Which failed. was not successful at all. Unfortunate. Um, but also he took a significant portion of the cast with him. Like if you look at the, if you look at the alumni page for glow, there are a lot of season women who are in seasons one and two and a lot of women who are in seasons three and four. Oh no. There's a break. There's a very obvious break. Not everybody. A few of the bigger names stayed on to help just recasting everybody they didn't recast they just in this they just made new characters well that yeah that too Mm -hmm. um but season four was also they moved the show out of the hotel out of the casino into a warehouse a few miles away from the casino okay uh is there any particular like, I can't see why that is. And again, the, the documentary glosses over this particular transition. In fact, I don't okay. think they directly talk about it at all. They make note of like David McLean tried to strike it out on his own without Matt Simber, but yeah. they don't explicitly talk about this whole split and why he did it and why the show moved venues eventually. Like they don't really talk about any of that in the documentary. Oh, so I, I couldn't find out why this is. Uh, So the show was actually pretty goddamn successful for a syndicated wrestling show. Like it has had a bit of a cult following for the eighties and it helped. They were, they made appearances on all sorts of game shows and talk shows and all that. Like, they show clips in the documentary, like the time they are, they thought they were on Joan Rivers and the time they were 
on uh the card sharks and game show oh, and when they were on family feud competing against wcw wrestlers wait real uh, actually yeah actually, there no, was a wcw it. versus glow episodes of family feud bischoff probably would be would, would be chill with that fucking more than vince would anyway i don't think bischoff was even in wcw at that point i think this was this i was like 1990 or something oh so, shit know. you're oh you're right fuck this would have been pre-bischoff Oh fuck! This was still like territory. De- oh my god, that's so bizarre. I love yeah. that. And so, like, the show was, as far as we can tell, pretty successful overall. Uh, and it and it was and according to I guess according to them, but I've never heard any like counter na- narrative to the idea that the show wasn't a success. Like yes. they 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 found a neat they carved the niche out here. Um, but after season four, um, Michalem Rickley cut the funding and the show was canceled just like that. They didn't even know it was ending. Now, the rumors going around of what was happening here is it, he said it was, it was for personal reasons that he didn't want to fund this show anymore. The rumors is that his wife, Pia, Pia Zadora, didn't trust him around the women and the glow women and they were having marital problems and she threatened a divorce if he didn't cut funding to this oh no that is the rumors going around that went around of what happened there regardless of whether that was the right regardless of whether that's what happened or not either way he pulled funding they couldn't they couldn't really figure out another way to keep the lights on. And the show just kind of died without ever having, it didn't really go through that period of like, not of like slowly falling into obscurity that a lot of, and losing money and losing money and money and money. Like a lot of, you know, TV shows that get canceled do. Well, that sucks. They, they kind of played off as they, they were cut down in their prime. And I don't know if that's true or not, but still seems like it was a perfectly successful show until it got canceled. That's unfortunate. Hmm. You know what? Maybe the fact that the Netflix show got unceremoniously canceled after only three seasons is a perfectly poetic end based on uh, considering what it was based on. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I have thoughts and I'm, intri- and I'm interested about like, I have thoughts about, you know, we, we have, we did the like, what if story on the XWF and I kind of want to wait till the back half to kind of revisit, revisit the what if story on glow. Hell yeah. But just, just to say is that we will be watching the first episode of season three of, Ooh. of glow, because that is the episode that's at season three is what's available on Tubi. So we're just going to start from the top. Fair enough. Hey, I'm here for it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so I am going to pull up uh, Tubi, and we're going to see what the episode description is, and we're going to see uh, what uh, what uh, the episode description is and, and, and talk about some of the characters and, sh- and whatnot that we're going to be watching. Exciting. Exciting stuff. Okay, so this is the description 
of the episode of episode one season one episode one ninochka's reign uh all of the episodes are titled based on who the current glow champion is which is oh. a bit of a spoiler if you think about it if we're looking at the episode list in order here yeah uh, oh. but that is the that is the way they chose to title the episodes and so this is the first episode of Ninoch of Colonel Ninochka being the Colonel. glow champion. The champion of glow gets a crown that they're in that they didn't have a belt. They had a little a crown that said glow on it. You love to see women in the military, you know, so and cool. Colonel and Colonel Ninochka mm. was, and you can tell this is 1989 mm. um, was a top agent in the KGB. <laughs> And she was like feeding you like they, they do skits where she like feeds info back to Russia about the United States. You know, when I get my my directives from my from my uh, my my comrades back in Soviet Russia, um, you know, the first you know, the, you know, the place that I go, the place that I determine to be the most valuable um place for me to be as a great asset to my beloved home country of the ussr uh in, in a women's wrestling league um where i make absolutely no attempts to hide my identity and in fact give so little of a shit about hiding my own identity that i am on a nationally syndicated tv show yeah, I, I feel like she's not getting good intel for, for the Soviet Union. Man, I'm so happy that wrestling is, is like, you know, real. It, it, you learn so many great historical facts, like how KGB agents would just send women to the U.S. to, to be pro wrestlers as, like, the top way of gaining intel. Of course. All right. So, let's – here's the description. The ladies deal with the organization's changes in management. Uh, basically, in huh. in story, David McLean was their owner as well, and so they wrote him out of the show, <laughs> and so now they are also dealing with a change of management in story as well as out. Oh, wow! They actually just the work like... shoots of nineteen eighty nine. Oh no! Oh 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 no! Austin's gonna fucking hate this episode. Oh no! Yep, it's it's over. Just give it it's up over. right here. All oh, right. Fuck. Tonight, Tiffany Mellon clashes with Godiva in a duel. Um, Tiffany Mellon is a character who is a gossip queen, basically. She just kind of like spreads, she just like collects rumors and tells them all to She's like a gossip colonist. Gossip, it's it's weird. It's hard to describe Tiffany Mellon. We're to just if if you can, it's 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 like Rule Thirty Four, but with wrestling gimmicks. If you if you can think if it exists, it's a wrestling gimmick. Yeah. Whereas Godiva, uh, they took literal inspiration from the goddess Godiva, the mythical character. Uh, she oh. literally she rides to the to a horse to the ring. And she wears like a flesh-colored bodysuit to kind of play off of you know the idea, the fact that Godiva is traditionally nude. Not as we can't go that far. Actually, claim to be divine. Not that okay. I'm aware of. Okay, so I was gonna say, man, how did 
anybody just like not immediately get that kayfabe was a thing by watching glow okay i hate i hate to like devolve i hate to like devolve this into something else i hate to like get off track there but i'm yep. reading currently reading a, a book ringmaster the life of vince mcmahon and the unmaking of america and yeah. and in the book they talk about kayfabe and what kayfabe was like back in the olden days and the author presents a very funny image in my mind of like the wrestlers all think the fans are all in on they're all rubes that none of them know the truth about wrestling they all think that kayfabe is adequately protected and nobody knows um and the way dave Meltzer, who was interviewed for the book describes it it's more like all the fans know and they kind of just humor the wrestlers that are <laughs> acting like kayfabe is legit <laughs> they're just like yep wait not. they're just like yep they play along in public to humor the wrestlers who think all the fans are fucking idiots. <laughs> They're like, fucking, they see, they see like a, a wrestler come around the corner and the fans turn to each other and go, kayfabe, kayfabe. Kayfabe, kayfabe, we gotta remember. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that's great. That's I, I adore that. I'm so no, I'm so happy you brought that up. Oh my god. I just thought it was really funny of a thought of like all the fans are just like coddling these idiots who think that we're the idiots. <laughs> yeah. now, plot twist. I was the idiot the whole time. Right, yeah, anyway. Fucking, yeah. Uh they're they're like, yeah, uh, I already forgot the the name of our current champ, but they're like, what what's her name? Chola? Fuck. Uh, Ninachka. Ninachka. They're like they're like, uh, yeah, Ninachka, you send those secrets back to the Soviet <laughs> Union. Oh, you, oh, you. It's like this little pat on the head, like, oh, you're so. Oh, wait, oh no, no, wait, she's a bad guy. We're so precious. Oh no, Ninachka, don't don't spend don't send our secrets back to the Soviets. We would hate that. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah Amazing. so other other matches uh and babe the farmer's daughter and tulsa take on bad girls hollywood and mtv uh oh oh you man. know so you know bad. i did some research and i just could not figure out what babe the farmer's daughter's gimmick is like i tried <laughs> and just couldn't figure it out it seems, so, it seems so obtuse you know so you know what we'll get there um and Tulsa is a Oklahoma rodeo queen. Damn. Damn, it's so crazy that she's like from Oklahoma and her name is Tulsa. Like isn't that just the the neatest little coincidence? Man, what kind of shitty parents are you to be, have your kid born in Oklahoma and you name their fucking the fucking absolute cringe. They're they're like they they have absolutely no imagination. Uh what should uh what should we name what should we name her? I don't know. I don't fucking know. They see the birth certificate like born at Tulsa Hospital. It's that Yeah, sure. We'll fucking let's call her that. Why not? Yeah, uh Hollywood, I couldn't figure out exactly what her gimmick was supposed to be besides like hot woman of the eighties. I'm assuming I'm assuming it's split up. She's Hollywood. I assume it's not no, just it's no, word. it's one word, Hollywood. Oh uh, you know what? 
credit where credit is due for, MT, for a bit of MTV is a pun though. Uh, it is oh, the initials yeah, yes. for Melody Trouble Vixen. MTV. Uh, yes. uh, she's a rocker Trouble chick. Is quite if literally you her middle tell. name. She's a rocker chick. If you couldn't tell. <laughs> I I'm so shocked by Austin. How do they keep coming up with these cerebral concepts? <laughs> also, I just realized the trouble is my middle name bit. I didn't even think of that when yeah, you, you said it, and I'm like, oh yeah. my god. Literally, it sounds it sounds like someone took a took a thing way too literally. She's like, Trouble is my middle name. All right. The name absolute is Melanie T- Trouble Valencia or whatever. Matt Simber, you genius. Oh, uh, you bastard. I read your book. All right. So then the arena hosts some grueling arm wrestling matches tonight. Oh, oh my. So we're gonna do some arm wrestling shenanigans. Shit. That's the only thing crazier than like normal wrestling is doing it like with only your arms. Fuck, man. That's yeah, some crazy with, stuff. With a showdown boiling between Jackie Stallone and Aunt Kitty. All right. Aunt time to explain that. Uh, time to explain that. Is so Jackie Stallone is the actual Jackie Stallone, mother to Sylvester Stallone. You've probably heard of him. Yeah. It's his actual mother. <laughs> He's so, like, um, I feel like you should you should get a hobby now that you've retired. And her hobby was appearing on Glow as the babyface manager of all. She is just the manager of all the good guys. Of she is with Stallone sweethearts. All the good guys are under Stallone sweethearts. Does fuck does, Stallone, does Sylvester Stallone come from like a performing pedigree? Fuck, we're going to so many rabbit holes here, but now I'm like so like curious. Fuck. Um uh parents. Frank Stallone Sr. was an Italian hairdresser, writer, and one time actor. Um, well, the first the Jack Jackie Stallone is called an American astrologer. astrologer. First and foremost, so Uh-oh. you know, you know. Iffy. Iffy. <laughs> Iffy on that pedigree. Oh dear. Anyway. And now Stallone made the made the Rocky three and was like, hey Ma, this wrestling thing's pretty cool. Wait, does he do wrestling in Rocky Three? Rocky Three is the one where Thunder where Hulk Hogan plays Thunder Lips and he and it's a half sh- boxing, half wrestling match. Oh my god, that's so! I see. I actually have not seen any of the Rocky movies. To be I've honest, I've seen the first Rocky, but I'll, the third I'll one. I'll CM Punk because I haven't seen Rocky Five or whatever. He, Rocky Three is the one he's never seen. Was the one okay? Yes. Yeah, but that's the one where he fights Hulk Hogan, who is Thunder Lips, and and uh, they 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 work a match that is like a knockoff of Muhammad Ali versus Antonio Inoki. Um. Ah, so so they so they so so Sylvester Stallone spends the entire time on the floor just kicking Hulk Hogan. Got it. <laughs> uh, any anyway, so again, Jackie Stallone sweethearts, uh, and Kitty Burke, who is not popular and important enough to have a Wikipedia page, is Aunt Ow. Kitty, who is the manager of all the bad girls. Kitty's uh. killers. 
Oh, oh, I see. They they both love their alliteration. Delightful. Yeah, duh, of course. So, That's like, awesome. if in this fed, there are the good girls who are the Stallone sweethearts and the bad girls who are Kitty's killers. That is I'm, how this sure, works. I'm sure there will be nothing problematic to analyze and in, in who they decide to delineate as the good guys and the bad guys. And then the last sentence is part of our descriptor here. Hoping to defend her title, Ninochka battles against Sally, the farmer's daughter. So we have Babe, the farmer's daughter, and Sally, the farmer's daughter. Are they sisters? Correct. No. What? We just have two the farmer's daughters? They have the same last name, Austin. How are they not related? I think they're two different farmers' daughters. Oh, well, that, that, damn, th- that, that seems. There's a actually a third. Season two had Amy, the farmer's daughter. Okay, they had to have been a team at least, right? Like, probably. Glow got some trios belts going up in here. No, they actually had, they had tag belts that were won by the Beverly Hills girls in like right, right. at the beginning of the show. And then they were won by Hollywood and Vine, and then they just kind of quietly eh. dropped the whole thing. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so they basically just like quietly never talk about it again. It's own so the only real championship was the glow crown. That's fun. Do we have like any turns on this show, or is everybody just only ever good and only ever bad? There are there there's there's a few turns on this show. Oh shit, that's cool. I'm not going to say any because we might see him. Oh. And I, I don't want to spoil anything that potentially might happen. I, but I do know that there are some turns on the show. Well, that's that's cool. I didn't. I legitimately thought that they might just have stagnant roles for the entire four season run, every single one. Nope. Oh well, that's cool. You love to see it. Yeah. So that is that's kind of laid out the episode. These are hour long episodes. Um, <sighs> that's kind of laying out the field of what we're going to watch here. Uh, If you would like to watch along with us again, 2B TV, it is a basically a free with ad streaming service. Like you just sign up and there you go. There's no way to get rid of the ads. That would, that'd be nice. Can't even run an ad blocker. Can't even run ad blocker on the website. That's Um, very unfortunate. But, you know, again, a ton of free con- free content. A lot of movies and TV shows and all sorts of stuff on Tubi. You'll love to see it. I, hey, mm-hmm. I just created an account right now. It's that it's, it's that easy, folks. Ain't that yeah. easy? Yeah. Uh, so we will be back in the back half to discuss the first episode of season three of the original Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Fuck yeah. And we are back. We have finished episode one, season three of the original Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Wow. So I come I come today in a bit of shock because I'm not I am not upset in the slightest. That was what what you made me watch, Austin. Let's be clear. Was garbage. It was garbo, but I can't help but kind of love it. 
Yes. Um, this is, I wish that glow had been airing when I was like in college because, <laughs> because they talk, because they talk about in the glow documentary, how they like, like college age kids thought this shit was hilarious. Yeah. And I would have been so obsessed with glow if glow was airing when i was not even just when i was alive and an adult i have to wonder like did they know did did they know that like this was not good they had to have known right like i i, I this this show feels like a show produced by people who know what wrestling is but I've never watched any other wrestling shows. And I say that kind of almost in the best way. Yeah. So like, I don't think, I think they realized this was campy as shit. I don't think they saw this as inherent as necessarily bad. Yeah. Cause like, well, that's the thing is like this, this is like, it's not good, but it's so earnest that it like shoots the moon to the point that we as you know, d- detached, ironic 20-somethings in the year of our Lord 2023, like, feel a kinship with it. Like, it, it circles all the way back to being relatable because of just how insane, like, comically stupid it is. Yeah, um, I feel like that's, you can just start with that, is, is, is on the episode, if you want to like understand, like, where we're coming from here, is they recap that at the end of last season, they, they wrote David McLean out of the show by calling him, by revealing that he's a pervert. Yeah, they fucking made an angle out of David McLean being forced out of the company. Where he is this weird pervert, and they just ban him from Glow Arena forever. Which, like, I... Because the way you described David McClain's exit to me in the front half made it seem like there was some not great terms to his, like, to, to his leaving. Like, I was like, that sounds like an exit that would probably leave a, a bad taste in his mouth. And, you know, it doesn't seem like he was getting along as well with other people. So the fact that everybody played along into still making a, like, fully fun and goofy angle out of it is just kind of delightful. That's the worker's worker right there, David True. He, he, My he, man... He, my man was dedicated to the end. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just quick cut to the locker room to the glow locker room, which they like almost what they do is they just have a billboard and the women are all off screen. So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's, I think it's like the door to their locker room. Yeah. It seems like, and they like all have like all their names written on and their yeah. own, you know, distinctive style. Um, yeah. so I, 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 just, chatting around i really need i i, I want to emphasize that after my my first note was about them making an angle out of david mcclain the david mcclain run out angle my second note was oh no the acting and that was after maybe one and a half lines of dialogue <laughs> now the acting is all corny as hell um that not a lot of these women, as much as these women were trying to get to Hollywood, not a whole lot of them made it farther than this. And <laughs> I'm really. cool. Honestly, I'm cool with that. This is you this know, is the B this is the B level acting I'm here for. Yeah, I I have to say, like, I it kind of made me dread the rest of the episode, but I very quickly just kind of got acclimated to it and it all just kind mm-hmm. of fit into the puzzle for me. Yeah. And then I see and and I I I was 
I, I, it, the, the scene is, you know, they're chittering away in their locker room and, and it sounded like, you know, they were kind of laughing at their own jokes too. And I was like, they're laughing almost sounds like a laugh track, but then, then in comes, they finally pull away from the door and they bring in the new commissioner, Johnny C. Um, oh, well, first comes Steve. Steve is Steve is the referee and also IRL. He is like one of the head writers. of. The oh, movie. and he is cool. inserting himself here as like the referee character. And, and he's, he's like, girls, we got a new year's new management and it's Johnny C. Yep. He is yeah. inst- unlike David McClain. He is only kayfabe, like a commissioner. He is, oh, really? I he, he is, he is not. Okay. He's not a real IRL owner of glow. And, and Steve introduced him. He's like, yeah, yes. He bought major shares in glow and a bridge in Brooklyn too. And, and <laughs> yeah, he yeah, says yeah. that. And nope. What I thought was the girls just laughing at their own jokes, but it sounded like a laugh. No, no, they got a fucking laugh, a laugh track in track here. During the promo segment, they have a fucking laugh track going. Oh my god! I think that's what like won me over was the fact that they had this goddamn laugh track playing. Yeah, for every you can't lean in more if you tried. And you kind of have to love it. Also, holy high-pitched frequency, Batman. There was this fucking man. The, this clearly, the the the. However, this was filmed or broadcast did not age terribly well because I I heard a high-pitched screeching in my ear coming from just the recording in general on more than one occasion while watching this. Oof. Oof. Um, and also, yeah. owie. So he's yeah, like, but, but yeah, no, like the sorry, the just I have to say the laugh track happens and it makes you think, like, man. This whole glow thing would really make for some great scripted TV, huh? Yeah, crazy. I bet you could. Wild I bet it would be really interesting if you did like a Netflix show. Yeah, I know. But like, you know, you changed it up a little bit. Like everyone has a one-to-one parallel, but it's all a little different. So you can kind of do your own thing with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sends off Johnny C, and he's like, "Hey, Johnny C must be named after his grades." And then, oh my God, the puns! This is this is where I wrote down the uh, note: the puns, puns galore. This is what I needed in wrestling. Oh, dialogue entirely in puns. I oh, I have something to tell you about for like the back half of of this episode of Glow that I think will delight you. Um, all that right. has to do with with enjoyment of the puns. Okay, just you wait. So, all right. So then in comes Nanochka, who is who is the Glow champion. She's got the yes. Crown. It's like, why was I not informed of new management? I am champion. I deserve to know. And Steve goes like, well, he's here. We had money problems. And he's like, oh. And what exactly is our financial status? And she's like, he's like, well, it's something only you can appreciate. Oh, we're in the red. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> this is the level of comedy we're dealing with on this show. <laughs> I fucking loved it. And, and yeah, the best part is that this is every single fucking line of all dialogue. Of them, all of them are like this. You kind of have to give it up to, to, to the writers for being able to craft four seasons worth of television scripts entirely out of bad puns. Every single line backstage is a pun. Every single Every. line in a cut-in promo is a pun. Every oh, single line Lord. from commentary is a pun. It's, a pun. it's every single, like, 
Austin was like, I'm writing down every single pun here, and I and I literally said, no, you can't, because we would just reenact the entire episode if you did that. And True. that's not even an exaggeration. No, no it's, it's not. It's, it's, I ended up having to, like, pick and choose my favorite puns here. Curation. I had to curate the puns. But at Nanochka, after he's like, we're in the red. <laughs> he starts kicking his ass as we yeah. go to the title screen. The title screen rolls. And, and, like, we get fucking, like, old-timey announcer dude coming over the voiceover, complete with a what sounded like a very bad attempt at a transatlantic accent. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, we got some great wrestling. But, again, like, a bit like, yeah, we got some great wrestling for you tonight, and then we're gonna have some groundbreaking matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get to uh, a regular feature of this episode. The oh, ads, the ads, oh, the well, Faberge Organics ads. The one, the only advertisement that you will see in this entire show. Uh, this one opens on uh, Babe, the, Babe the Farmer's Daughter, and, she's t- and she says, you know, when my fans talk to me, they say, Babe the Farmer's Daughter. <laughs> I like the I like I love- full name. I, I, you know, you know, Austin, I love it when our fans call me by my full name, David, the new, who hasn't watched a lot of wrestling. It really, really means a lot, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but so she, her fans, they say to her, babe, the farmer's daughter, <laughs> how do you get such luxurious hair? <laughs> so Fabergé Organics, if you don't know, is a shampoo and conditioner. Uh, yes. for, if you're not aware and. This is like the one major sponsor they ever get. So yeah. every every episode is filled with these ads for Fab- See, Fabergé thing. Organics. As I saw it open, I was and I have to give I had to give it up. This was actually a pretty cute like commercial. I was like, man, they're they're hawking a product, but it was kind of charming. Like it shows Babe, the farmer's daughter, in action and mm. uh and and her talking about like you know how the hair gives her volume and character and it shows her overtaking i think beastie in a fight uh and she like poses victorious like yeah fabergé and mm-hmm. it, it was cute like the pun game was strong um and i was like man that was a cute little one-off segment i oh. wonder what else oh. they're gonna have for me in- <laughs> 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 uh, but right. then we got to Tiffany's, Tiffany's glow, glow gossip. gossip. So, okay, <laughs> Tiffany Mellon, who's again, her gimmick is a gossip columnist. So she's just sitting here well, on her like I, computer ideas segment. I don't think I don't think that is her only gimmick, but I'll mention that at the end of this segment. Okay, so she's just like, haha, I got, I got good gossip. Uh, no, except, except I had to really like pay very close attention because holy shit i am once again begging the sound to mix the sound mixing oh, in this I had to, episode i had this subtitle i had this closed captions on garbage the music is always way too loud and their mics can't pick oh, up i got i got well, i'll tell you a thing that's way too loud when we actually get to the matches um uh, so she tells a joke about Sally that I don't really get or remember what she was saying. I didn't even. But then she was like, Godiva, but like Godiva f- stepped and fell on her gl- on her gorgeous locks. There was no major injury, but there was a hairline fracture. <laughs> yeah, so I guess apparently bad pumps. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And that fucking laugh. <laughs> and then uh, the one that I love the most for like absolutely forcing the joke 
was um mountain fiji being um gifted a robe from the from samoa and 999 other island nations you could call it a thousand island dressing (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that laugh made me want to die yeah so i guess i guess this is what qualifies for great gossip amongst amongst the glow columnists. i want to know austin because they were hawking a glow magazine at one point i want to know if if they actually had a fucking tiffany's like gossip column as part of the glow magazine because i I I would not put it past them wouldn't put it past them but i i want to find me some of this this old glow magazine see what's on the up and up oh Oh, I want to know too. Her wor- I have to say Tiffany's worst pun of all from this segment is how she closes off this segment um where uh she she says, "Well, that's all for now. Ta ta." And it's at this point that I put together that her last name is Melons and that she is showing off just she got so much cleavage. So much boobage. I was so like, this is just, this is mildly distracting. How much So I don't think gossip colonist no is her I don't think that is her own. They knew what they were doing when they called her Tiffany Mellon in particular. Yes, and 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 I I I also believe that her ending the segment with Ta Ta is um a might intentional, if you will. And then and then we four get and a half to, minutes in. Four minutes and we finally get the glow wrap. No matches so far in this 48-minute wrestling show. I no saw I see Vincent K was a fan of Glow. Hey, Took listen, notes, we, you know. We'll get there. Yeah, um, so we but yes, we get to the theme song. I'm trying to find the fucking lyrics right now. Well, see, um, here's the thing, Austin, is this this beat sounded quite familiar to me. I was listening and 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 I'm listening to this beat and it sounded familiar to me in two ways cuz first of all, I hear this very basic drum beat of like I mean, it's my the most basic goes, ass. Well, you know, yeah. Beat. So, so my, so the first place my mind goes: the state of Florida has asked us to disclose our sexual crimes. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but fuck, what the fuck? Wait, wait! You've never seen the Sex Offender Shuffle? <laughs> no, I've not seen the. Sex oh, I need to show you the shuffle? Sex Offender Shuffle. What the fuck do you mean? Um, <laughs> oh, oh boy! Um, but also, you know what else? I, you know what, you know what revelation I had that this watching is the Super this? Bowl Shuffle. No, no, you know. What? The revelation I had while watching the wrestlicious opening theme song, which is all of the lady wrestlers <laughs> doing a rap about the show. Wait, wait, oh no, the fucking wrestlicious rap. Yeah, who was do you, glow what do you inspired? Think? Yeah, they're all all women's. I was just gonna say it's like ninety percent of all women, like the all women, like wrestlicious and wow, women of wrestling both take so many fucking cues from Glow. Oh like, yeah, are like the American wrestling understanding of what an all women's wrestling company looks like is Glow. Yeah, it's, that, it's Glow. That was my big kind of revelation throughout the whole episode. Was wait a minute, wrestlicious was just trying to do Glow and. I, I had to stop and have a think about it because like Wrestlelicious did make me fucking angry. Like it was it was funny, but it was also so deeply insulting and so deeply painful to watch. And I was wondering why I hated that so much, but I enjoyed Glow. And I feel like 
I feel like there's just this earnestness to glow that you can't replicate with Jonathan. What's his nuts? Like winning gazillion dollars and wanting, but to he's JC. He owns the show. He's got the blade. He's got the, he's got the bling and he's got the dough. Why do you still remember that? I've watched that the rap so many times because Austin, I, think it's so stupid. Austin, I love it. Why? <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I figured as much, really. Um, to my best efforts, I couldn't find the glow wrap. And unfortunate. But I absolutely loved it. It's like we're we're from the country, we're from the streets, and we're from the city, we're from a world that has no pity. And they're like, and it's bam, slam, bam, it's a wrestling jam. Um, that was it was I, magic. It's better than the wrestlicious rap because it's they aren't trying better. to find words that rhyme with wrestlicious. Yeah, it's just as corny, mind you. But again, and also there's... most, and also most of them stay on rhythm. <laughs> that, that too, that fucking too. Um, I, I like that. That was so wild. Like, because again, wrestlicious was so painful. And it, and it just felt so, like, it just, and, and I think, like, watching Glow kind of completed the puzzle for me. Because not only was Wrestlicious just a, just a low-res imitation of wrestling, it was a low-res imitation of Glow that just felt cynical and cheap. Whereas Glow, like, for as goofy and as probably relatively cheap as it was, like, it Everyone there was trying to do something here, and it didn't feel like a man who won the lottery paid a bunch of hot ladies, beleaguered hot ladies, a bunch of money to like hang out with him. Um, and I think there's just an energy to glow that you won't get with something like Wrestlelicious. And I think that's the true dividing line is just like there's a more positive energy to glow, I think, this yeah. makes it just charming. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we cut that straight to our first single feature event i was like what the fuck does that mean five Um, six minutes in tiffany mellon versus a godiva Godiva. so i'll be honest i when i was watching the glow rap i was like what about the individual character spots because i know they have them but (laughs) where do those come in well the groups this is the group shots as they are entering the match Tiffany Mellon's rap cut does a cut in promo, and I'm like, oh my god! They don't have theme songs; they just have their own verses of the glow rap. rap. Yep. Uh, my first real note after that was uh, poor horse riding form from Godiva. She she like sits she like sits sideways with her with both of her with both of her legs uh, hanging off of one side of the horse. I no, that's side saddle. That's legit. That look, that looks sketchy to me. Okay, okay I don't know. I'm pretty sure. So. I'm pretty sure it it looked like legit side saddle to me. What was of note of me was the fact that Godiva's horse was Godiva's. I really need to emphasize full ass live horse in just this, a like, just a giant full size horse ballroom was led around by Beastie. <clears throat> which what the fuck did Beastie do to like get in with the goddesses? Well, they're all well. They're both part of Kitty's Killers. I mean, I don't I know. Guess. I don't know if it was easy, easily understood by you, 
but Tiffany Mellon is one of the good guys, and Godiva is one of the bad guys. I assumed Godiva was one of the good ones. I also thought of that when I first looked into it, but no. Godiva is part of Aunt Kitty's Killers, and Tiffany Mellon is part of Stallone's Sweethearts. Well, that was the thing. Like, when Tiffany Mellon did her, her, like, gossip column spot, I was is she read like a face to me and I was like, oh, this is cute and charming. And then she comes in, it seems like she's acting like this heel bit. Yeah, because okay, when like, Godiva gets in the ring, Tiffany gets the mic and like yells at the horse and is like, Hey Godiva, where are you going? We got a match. He's like, Oh, she turns around. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought thought I thought that you were the horse. Yes. The and I was like, mm, this seems much less charming. Oh, they must be playing her like a heel bitch because she runs a gossip column and like you know bitches be shopping or whatever. Um, also, like I think it was at this point we got. I don't know if we got Godiva's section of the rap or if we just got like another promo from her. Um, I think it was her section of the rap because we see like other wrestlers standing around her, mm-hmm. and I I had to note. Um, who the fuck is I, I? I just I just need to read this note as as it is. Um. Uh. Okay, but who's that juggalo in the background? With would that have been would that have been Big Bad Mama? Yes. Yes. We will get to her. We will get to her. But I was like, who? Whoop whoop. She is a juggalo. ICP with Big Bad Mama. Whoop whoop. I mean, they are wrestling fans. It's entirely possible. I'm just yeah. saying. Okay. Um. Yeah, I also, uh, on top of not being entirely sure who the, like, good guy or bad guy was here, I'm also, man, I'm not entirely sure whether Godiva's actually from England, but, like... Like, No, she's not. It's fake. She's not? Okay, because, like, because I know the British character in netflix glow actually is british so i was like maybe she actually is the godiva the, the godiva she is a combination of godiva in the netflix there's a combination of godiva and a character and we'll get zelda. to later yeah i yeah. was gonna i was gonna save that but yeah zelda a, yeah a combination of godiva and zelda <laughs> i i will say kudos where kudos is due godiva's accent actually does kind of did kind of have me fooled then Mm-hmm. Um, I speaking of Godiva, I also see that uh, she likes to shop at the uh, Marina Shafir store of wrestling shoes. I'm um, glad you also noted she's barefoot because I also, of course, like, of course, Austin. Matt Menard was watching, yeah, yeah da- Daddy's Magic was like, This is the, this is terrible. Daddy Magic's sage words echoed in David's head, and I like it close though. <laughs> I like it close though. I like it close though. Um, also, like, not only do we get fucking picture in picture inserts of them doing their own individual rap verses oh no we get fucking picture in picture pre-tape promos too this Vince might have legitimately been a fan after i after i saw this same shit pop up in like what smackdown 05 this is so busy is what's going on here so much i this why this is the big thing of why i was like i don't think anyone who was did glow had ever watched an episode of like wwf superstars no way because there is no way that the show would be writ would be like produced like this if they had this feels like what you get when you play a game of telephone with describing someone how wrestling companies work because they they have matches they have promos they have individualized theme music for all the wrestlers um and they they have if you're you know if you're a wwe fan of the day uh they do have random like comedy sketches inserted mm-hmm. for a bit of levity they do have all those things they're just put together in a very bizarre order like they're just 
thrown over and over and over and over and over here. Um, uh, but I, I, again, I appreciate it as a unique element of like, yes. like the chaos is kind of fun to get into. I think I'll enjoy it more. And I, if I, if I watch this on my own and don't have to try to also take notes for this podcast, but Absolutely. like watching, just watching it on my own, very kind of a fun kind of new unique way to do a wrestling show of just throwing shit at you constantly. Oh, I know. And I have to kind of respect it. Uh, two other big things I noted over the course of this match that, you know, that apply, apply broadly to glow is first of all, Oh God, the commentary. <laughs> The com- I have I don't have I don't have very many commentary notes, but it was I this- couldn't hear them because the sound mixing is ass. Yeah, speaking of, I think sound mixing is ass. I wrote this note later in the match, but I'll just say it here. Please. They gotta cool it with the piped in crowd noise. Okay, it I was so even... fucking loud and I constant. Say, I didn't like. I didn't even think to think of that as canned. But yeah, oh, it's so like, like it's not that I don't think the crowd that was there was unenthused. Oh, I'm sure they but, were fully but into But like, it. too much noise and too much continual noise for what that crowd was actually reacting. True, like it was definitely it was kind of con- it. It kind of became it white was, noise. It, yeah, it was a white can... noise. White noise, boys, when you're losing your mind because you're on the wrong... There you are. Um. Anyway, yes, it was it was a white noise, and I couldn't, like... I couldn't, like... Maybe that's why I didn't notice, really, because, like, it just blurred very quickly because it was so fucking constant. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing I want to take note of, like, okay, watching this first match was fascinating because... Off the bat, you can clearly tell that these are women who have become adept at wrestling. Yeah, it is over not course terrible. of glow. Like these matches are none of these turn out to be like spectacular showcases of work rate, but like they all make the work look decent, I have to say. Like And they're they're like going for some stuff. Yeah. You know, they are it looks like they have put for people who like never wrestled before the whatever few weeks of training they got before they had mm-hmm. to start filming a wrestling TV show. They are not bad. I I I would I'm I would love to find like the first season of Glow and compare the work then to like where it is in like season three episode. Especially one. especially because like. As I mentioned in the front half, like a lot of the cast from the first two seasons left along with David McClain. So yeah. there are, I don't, I don't have off the top of my head which wrestlers were new and which wrestlers aren't. Mm. Actually, no, let's look that up right now. Like as Please we do. go along, as we go along, who is new this season and who is not? I have to say, as someone who like never watched before, like, you could have fooled me with any of them. Like it felt like everybody just fit right into the mold. Okay, so um Bediva and Tiffany yeah. Mellon are both new characters. Okay. Godiva uh, reads because like they were discussing her origins on commentary. Mm-hmm. And and like 
the comment man i have never heard like sexualization so plainly spoken it is so i okay i know that like i understand that like they put her in the the skin color suit to kind Mm -hmm. of make a joke to the idea that godiva is traditionally uh depicted as nude right i wasn't really expecting them to like call that out on commentary like the idea of of her being i did not think they would touch it I didn't mm-hmm. think they'd go there. No, you have to. Cause cause Austin, cause titties. I guess. But like that was a not I was not expecting that element of her character to be so big. I thought Damn. they would be I thought they would take the you know the the TVPG aspect to it and mm-hmm. not explicitly call Do out. Do you the forget who nudity. directed this, Austin? <sighs> You're right. The director of Butterfly. I uh, should have expected this. First rule of glow, expect the unexpected. I should have expected a fucking exploitation director to uh, like lean into the fact that a woman is, I guess, in kayfabe nude. Absolutely. Despite the fact that we're, we can clearly tell she's wearing like multiple layers mm-hmm. of like this flesh tone body. We, we are in syndication. We cannot actually show nipples. But, but you like, know, but we are going to, wouldn't it but, be cool if they were there? What if though? we implied it? What if yeah. we implied it? It's power of imagination, baby. Um, yeah. But like, I, I've never heard such sexualization, like so plainly spoken. Cause they're like, yes, Godiva, she, she just appeared on the street the other day in the nude A British commentator out here. Fucking oh, oh, I remember. I forgot ass. about this. It's, she, she rode nude on her horse once. You know, it was only, it was a one-time thing for the gamblers, but they hit the jackpot. They, I, I'm going to take a wild guess that the British man I heard in commentary was not Lord Alfred Hayes. No, Alfred okay. was still with the WWF. Cool. You know, I didn't want to believe he would, but I, you never know. Um, but, uh, you know, basically, decent match, and Godiva gets the dub after the slowest three count I think I've ever Okay. Seen. Okay, uh, I have a few notes I want to like bring up here. Is okay, so uh, here for the splash base psychology because this oh was when God, like when it was like they did a bit where like Godiva sla- Godiva did a splash onto Tiffany, and then Tiffany did a splash onto Godiva, and then Godiva went for a splash and missed, and I was like, oh my God, psychology. Uh, Godiva picks up Tiffany and almost body slams her out of the ring. God damn. Cause she like picks up Tiffany melon and carries her like halfway across the ring in the body slam. Yeah, like actually impressive. Nah. And then Tiffany goes for a top rope move. Godiva moves the fuck out of the way to Samoa Joe style. So Tiffany jumps off the top rope in a tumble. And Samoa I was like, ta-da Joe style. And then, yeah, that was uh, actually really cute. When she does like the little like somersault. That, ah. I actually like that. And then uh, Godiva had Tiffany in the corner and she like jumped up onto like in a position of like, if, if they were like not in a corner, she like would have wrapped her legs around this, um, this midsection kind of spot. That's kind of the idea of like where their bodies are to each other. And then just starts choking her out in the corner. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anyone like position themselves in the corner like that. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Clear and then, talent here. Yeah. Tiffany gets out of this position by just pushing Godiva over the ropes onto the floor. As like, just no fucks given. Just, like, go. And she just kind of, like, nonchalantly drops down herself afterward. Like, that was like, no what? big deal. Like, goddamn. Uh, 
Yeah, and then uh, Tiffany sends Godiva back into the ring, hits a top rope splash for two, question mark, because okay, because this happens and the referee counting is so slow, is so quiet. You can't even hear it. And so like she pins Godiva and Steve is out of the shot. And so I'm just guessing what count they're on. But he, That's not like, the only time this like, happens on the count. show either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Godiva hits a cross body off of the ropes for a for the win yes yes she gets the dub on the slowest three count in the universe um and then uh and then there's we a little move shovey on. shoving after the match you a little bit of shovey there, there's a little bit of shovey shoving after every match i just kind of learned <laughs> to take it for granted but then oh no my next oh, note was no. at the gynecologist's office oh, oh no <laughs> yes the gynecologist doctors feel and grope feel is spelled oh i didn't I- even get that Fuck! You did it? Yeah, I no, that was the busy. first thing I saw. And I was I go, busy being like oh, the gynecologist. No. Oh no! And I was I was at work when I was watching this, and I had uh, a female coworker in the room with me. And right as this came on, I was like, oh no! No! And like, yeah, Doctor Feel. This isn't F-I-E-L. a porn. This is a porn. And this isn't this isn't porn. This isn't porn. I insist as I slowly shrink down and turn into a corn cup. Yeah. Um, uh, and and Doctor Grope, which is just spelled like grope. It doesn't even have a like. They don't even try to be cute to about it. Don't even try. You could you could have switched the O and the P, but no. Um, and it's fucking like complete with bulk and skull music. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's a so mercifully it's, short segment. It is just so. a one joke bit where he's like, you know, doc, you know, doctors used to use leeches on patient on patients, and then Hollywood's like, yeah, now they got their own offices. And uh, fuck, the Restalicious lifted directly from this shit because they had the goddamn. I don't. Oh well, yeah, they had the guy of like, I think you might need glasses. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I never use glasses. glasses. You I never use right glasses. Straight from the bottle. <laughs> and oh god, listen, I, folks. I just want to tell you, in between filming the front half of this and the back half of this, I went online and bought a DVD of the entire series of of Resolutions, and I am so ready to relive that series I on my own. I can't time. believe you did that. I still can't believe you fucking did that. I am so ready for it. Anyway, we then cut to Fiji and Zelda doing makeup. They do a bit about Beastie, but I didn't really catch it. I don't. I the, I will say, uh, shout out to them. Like surprisingly, for for as much as they want to imply quite a few of their roster to be like foreigners when they actually aren't. Shout outs for them, like not giving Fiji a bad like. Mountain Fiji lot. is like the top baby face of Glow. Yeah. Yeah, she don't got. She doesn't. They, she's just speaking in a normal American accent. I'm like, oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another Fabergé, Fabergé ad. This ad time, it's like two. they're in the battle royal, and yes. all the women just start fighting each other in the ring. And they're fight, but they're fighting over a crown with Fabergé on it. Ah. Uh, yeah. This was this one. I noted that they had a little like, the, a little tiny little blob of text on screen with every single Fabergé ad that just says contains natural and other ingredients. And that's, that is the only like 
tax day. I feel like the FAA would probably probably requires a little more than that. I like I like that. It's natural or other ingredients. Uh, and other also ingredients. known also known as all That's ingredients. Fucking ingredients. <laughs> all ingredients yeah. are either natural or, or not. not. Yeah, I did. I was like, so all of them? <laughs> Every ingredient? <laughs> yep. Oh so my then God. we cut to Zelda's, Zelda's zinger. zinger. What? Zelda. Okay. Okay. We all, cut to all of her. All, I appreciate. No, 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 no. no. Before I appreciate her talking. We, but before we start her talking, I need to preface this. So Zelda is the nerd character. She's, she's a nerd. She's in the library. She dresses she's a, she's like Debbie. She dresses like Jesus. Like she's dressed in like schoolgirl shit. Yeah, scrawny, scrawny little thing, nerd glasses. They fucking, like, put her name in analog clock font. So, like, she's supposed to be the intellectual. But you know what I noticed, Austin? What was they that? They the title card for Zelda's Zingers. And it's Zelda's Zingers with an apostrophe before both S's. Zelda's zinger apostrophe s zingers what? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> top notch. This is what I'm here for. Pay. You can't pay for this type. Okay, of, of next level writing. So, like, the thing with Zelda oh. is she doesn't <laughs> insult other wrestlers. She like does really bad singers about real world shit pulls, pulls fucking social commentary from our like the very I first thing she mentions is the iran contra like, and i was like fuck? i was like oh no what what did you just say i'm sorry I what <laughs> i should have gone back and wrote down what she said about iran contra i i i, I was, was too in, i was too sunlocked <laughs> that she even said that yeah she fucking yeah it's it's not anything related to glow it's her just fucking pulling like reddit atheist commentary <laughs> okay I did write down uh, all automation is done to is done has done is replace human error with computer error, which is much harder to correct. And I'm like, damn, based anyway. <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck? I, I appreciate this is almost like the anti jokes, the anti joke of glow. Like every like. I feel like I wish this wasn't like the second version of this skit. Like all yeah. the glow women have their own version of this exact skit. But and I wish this hadn't been the second one of this I saw because I feel like it would be so much funnier to like a stat like as like an established bit, like, oh yeah, everyone's gonna make fun of the rest of other wrestlers, and then here comes Zelda just doing social commentary. And this is what she thinks zingers are because she's a big nerd. Imagine, imagine if Glow got to like actually survive and have a long life. Fucking Glow 2001 has Zelda being Zelda fucking legacy member of the company Zelda with their zinger spot being like, being like they say that Osama bin Laden twins. Jet fuel can't melt they steel beams. They say beams. the jet fuel melt. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Yeah, Zelda becomes a 9-11 truther. 
that would have been such a, a fascinating arc for this character. <laughs> this show, this fucking show. Why did this why, show have to it? die in 1990? There was. Do you realize how much good material there would have been in the 90s? Oh my god, Austin! How did it take us over a hundred episodes to watch this? This is the greatest thing ever. I'm so sad. I only just now learned about Glow <gasps> being on Tubi. Oh, oh, oh boy! Yeah, well, I don't blame them. They're calling it fucking the original ladies of wrestling, probably because they lost the trademark to Netflix. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh boy. We finally get to our second match: Tulsa and Babe the Farmer's daughter. Babe versus, the Farmer's daughter. You got to say the whole name. Versus Melanie Trouble Vixen, MTV, and Hollywood. Hollywood. Okay. And... So new. I, I'm gonna now we're doing the thing of like wrestler women. Uh, Tulsa appeared a, a little bit in season two. Otherwise, she's a season threeer. And four, uh, Babe the Farmer's Daughter was new to season three. Uh, MTV was new to season three. And Hollywood was one of the original ladies. She was on on one of the few people, women, who were on every season of the show. Yeah, she definitely. She was actually, I believe they say she was like the fur the uh the actress who played her, uh Jean Bassone, uh Jean Bassone, who is has her own Wikipedia page. Oh shit. Uh she is she was they say she was the very first woman they ever hired they hired for the Damn. show. Damn. She is the OG. She's like, yeah. I saw this shit at its inception. I will see it through to its death. Yep. Um, see it. Fucking, uh, as Babe makes her entrance, I had to take note of the fact that a bunch of, like, random fucking kids run up to her to hug. Why are ran- why the fuck are random children? Get your up- kid, get your, teach your kids to not just run up to pe- performers in the middle of the show. Lisa's not creepy old men running up to give Babe a hug, you know? No, this it's- show, this show thankfully does not have a, like, creepy old pervert demographic. You love to see it. Um, but yeah, so... Babe and Tulsa enter the ring, and they're so they're like tr- attempting to cut a promo with Johnny C. Except, fucking, we cut to we cut to MTV in Hollywood doing. Like- they're like no, they're like where is MTV in Hollywood? They gotta get in the match, and they like try to sneak into the ring they for come, an ambush they, attack. May I just say they come from the usual like. Spot entrance the, ramp. Yeah, they usually they come from the usual entrance ramp. They just Hollywood or Babe and Tulsa just have mm. their backs turned to that side of the ring and are not like are not paying attention for some reason. And like, yeah, it's 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 called that. It's 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 said as though like they pull off some great stealthy ambush. Man, they rolled a real fucking nat ten on that stealth check. I know they ran a nat. That's a that's a nat twenty on the stealth check. Quite frankly, nat, no, no, I, it, that's a nat. That's a that's a fucking nat ten. But Babe and Tulsa, they rolled, rolled a nat one. They for rolled perception. nat ones on perception. Easy, fucking easy. Yeah, because so, that was the yeah real sneaky of them. I will say um, though, when they do the attack, Hollywood they don't just do like a regular. Well, I think MTV just kind of like hits Tul- uh, Hol- um, uh, Babe in the back. 
Hollywood, though, she does a sick-ass head scissors takedown to Tulsa yes. in her sneak attack. I have to say, like, um, I, that was sick. But as we get going to the match, I kind of had a realization of, hmm, you know, I'm starting to think that maybe Godiva and Tiffany uh, were not showing off terribly unique move sets. In I the mean, last uh, match, admittedly, they were all these women were trained by the exact same guys, so you know. But I, I, I there are a lot of head scissors moves on this. Yeah. I mean, show. and credit recording is due, they do pull them off well, yeah. And so, like, the like, half of this match is just MTV and Babe fighting in the ring, and Hollywood and Tulsa fighting on the outside, yeah. They we get like one one little segment there is like one real tag in the whole match it's so it like this did not i i didn't even like fully register this but it was just it was just chaos i didn't register this as a tag match i was just like this is a bunch of fucked up shit man (laughs) um Um, we get we get a picture in picture pre-tape from mtv where she's like Babe only wrestled pigs on the farm and she smells like them too. Thank you, MTV. <laughs> uh, also, like, this is the first time we see, like, we're, we're also just sometimes going to include the, like, individual rap versus. It's like, it's like they always want to get the individual raps, but they don't want to all do them during the entrances. So, like, yeah, I wrote, I noted that is while Tulsa is, like, getting her ass kicked in the match, then Tulsa's rap comes up. And I was like, this is when you chose to do that? It's so arbitrary, dude. Like, I don't know why the fuck they didn't just make this happen for everybody's end. Where's the entrance music? Yeah. Uh, I made note of some cool moves that I thought Tulsa doing a top rope arm drag. I was like, damn. Yeah. Move there. Yeah, it wasn't bad, actually. Uh, Tulsa rolled up Hollywood and MTV broke up the pin. And the commentator said that MTV, she's got straight A's in interference. Yes, uh, from the school of 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 uh, Miss Kitty, of course. Of course, and Aunt Kitty, whatever. Um, Aunt Kitty, yeah. And then, okay, so the match really ends here as Hollywood gets gets in the full Nelson. I have to say before then, before we get there, there was this one. There was this one spot where I think it was like I think it was Hollywood, and I think this was like the one spot where it was like Hollywood and Tulsa in the in the ring. Um, mm-hmm. and Hollywood was like kind of. She was standing over Tulsa, who was down, and she pulls up on Tulsa's head. Except, I think she was like maybe standing on a little bit of Tulsa's hair. So, like Tulsa's like hair is partially pinned to the mat as like her head gets pulled up. And fucking commentary goes like, "Well, I thought this would be a hair rating match, but I didn't think it'd be taken so literally." Guys, save it for the Fabergé commercials. Come on, come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, but Hollywood gets in the full Nelson. Tulsa reverses with her own full Nelson and then, like, gets Hollywood down into a pin. And MTV tries to stop it. Babe stops MTV and Tulsa wins the match. Yeah, Babe uh, is effectively breaking up the shenanigans. Yeah, however, MTV did get one thing in here as apparently oh MTV slapped a pin me sign on the back of Tulsa. The height of disrespect. <laughs> and that starts a post-match brawl. They start beating each other down so much. Johnny C is in here trying to stop the chaos and they start be- fighting on top of him. Oh my god, Johnny C 
is extremely impotent at getting control of his locker room. You know, that bodes well. This is his first day on the job, and he's like, oh, my and God. you can tell. He's like, oh, this will be fine. It'll be easy. And then he, like, returns home that <clears throat> night and, like, holds a fucking unloaded gun to his head and is like, some days I question. <laughs> I'll think we'll get to him at the end of the show, I think. Yes. But... Um, we cut over to our next segment, which is Godiva's Godiva's Bear Bear Facts. Facts. All right. Oh, this, this one I kind of laughed at. I laughed. I kind of laughed at these ones. She's like, so it is color. a call in. It's a call in show and it's all sexually charged questions. Yes, so absolutely. the one, the one that I did make sure to write down because I thought this was funny is she is, she's the caller comes in and is like, Godiva, what are your thoughts on sex at 70? And she goes, sex at 70? Well, that's a smashing idea. But for safety, I'd wait till the car stops. <laughs> I didn't fully catch that. I'm going to uh, be honest. Um, there was but- also the guy who had been married 28 times and drove all of his wives crazy. And he's like, hey, can you get me another license, sweetheart? And she's like, oh, yeah, you should get your license and get it revoked. Immediately, which... At that point, why give him the license in the phone? Well, it's because okay. it's a revoking license joke. Uh, yeah, well, yes. Uh, man, these fucking Collins, the, these callers are asking questions almost as biting as the letters that they got on TNT. Uh, almost, almost. Oh man, I it's it's it doesn't top the TNT letters for me because those those were those are a work of art and they and see the, the tuesday night titans letters were given were given time to breathe you know this is like we're stuffing three puns into a minute you get 20 mm-hmm. seconds each don't think about it yeah okay and then um mtv and then we cut straight to mtv's glow connection and she's like this i'm melody vixen here in a and i'm an a-ok dj she is a terrible dj what the fuck was that beat she's just, she's just like going and she's making jokes well i mean as she said is they only got one speaker working tonight it must have mono <laughs> uh, I, I also feel need to point out so this is my gratification for you austin of, of pun appreciation it was at this point that robbie joined me to watch the back half of the episodes after i enticed him into watching with me with the promise of constant bad puns and my man was getting some good hearty laughs out of every every single one of yes you know i'm so glad that glow still has an audience in 2023 and that their names are austin leach and robbie vance absolutely Absolutely. well i know what next time we do glow i know who we're getting on this at this point oh we i think he would kill me if i didn't ask him i think he'd be i think he would feel feel so they also shit she also mtv also shits on the farmer's daughters for not getting into this beat because i mean they think mood music comes from singing cows uh, yeah i was doing yeah so much oh my god uh so so uh we cut back to the ring with uh with Johnny C saying welcome back to glow to which Robbie responded I never left which he makes a good point um also oh man it's we time for the find out who that contest. Yep, it awesome. is it is big bad mama versus mountain fiji in an yes. arm wrestling contest you know austin when you told me about big mad mama and like well i i can't remember if you mentioned her in the front half but when i was hearing about her throughout the episode i i was not picturing what 
you know, maybe she's just very light-skinned. But Austin, to me, that looked like a white woman um, under that makeup. No, it's not. It's it she's is 100% not. She's not. No, that's a black. That's a black woman. Okay, okay, I can breathe a little deep. But either way, they got her in. Some it is. Place. It's fascinating that they wanted to do like stereotypical black housewife that would be in like a Tom and Jerry cartoon and a voodoo priest in the same gimmick. Yeah, they couldn't decide what stereotype they wanted to roll with, so they said for Canelo's house. Both. Yeah, absolutely. Would not have expected them to try to roll those two gimmicks into one. Outstanding. Um, I, I have to, so, so yes, so we're in the arm wrestling portion of, of the, uh, um, of, of the tonight's proceedings. And I, you know, I have to give them, I have to give the two factions credit for one thing as they, as they enter, uh, each faction is like holding their respective managers aloft all the way to the ring, which like, you know, way to take care of your matriarchs. They don't, they don't got to walk fucking anywhere. You'll just like carry them bare on your shoulders that takes dedication you'll love to see it but yes mm-hmm. it's arm wrestling time also it was at this point that robbie made the quip of uh am i cr- my man my man's looking at all this and he just goes my crazy are those ropes not regulation no yeah, way probably no way. not probably not um uh so of course who else it is big mama voodoo big bad voodoo what big we- bad mama Big Bad Mama, pardon me. We got Big Bad Mama stepping up to the plate against Fuji, the Fiji, pardon me, the two, uh, the two strongest girls of, uh, of yeah. Girls. So uh, they and they get and, uh, fucking they, they, I, these ladies don't know how to work an arm wrestling contest. Well, I'll tell I, you that. I got to point out commentary saying sh- uh, of of Big Bad Mama that she's the master of black magic, and I don't mean the song. Uh, um. <laughs> And yes, so they square up for the arm wrestling angle, and that shit immediately goes out the window. Okay, so I I will I'm gonna open with I'm gonna get open with this talking about like how WWE does arm wrestling contests, and we can compare and contrast. Okay. So what they do in WWE every single fucking time is they get these two guys in the ring and they're doing the arm wrestling. And they get going, and the heel looks like he's about to win. But then the baby face. First of all, there's a lot of always a lot of kerfuffle. Like there's always like stop and starts of like, oh, they're oh, about to start. To. But then the heel is like, whoa, okay, back up a little bit. I'm not ready. And then they actually do it. And they get in there. And the baby face is about to win. And the heel attacks the baby face before they actually end the win the win the arm wrestling contest. Man, I'm starting to th- I, I'm starting to suspect Austin that these guys who that 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 uh, that these people who run wrestling promotions don't feel terribly comfortable with the idea of making an actual segment out of arm wrestling on a pro wrestling show. Yeah. So They're for this inkling. this arm wrestling contest, immediately F- Fiji almost wins, and allegedly Big Mama knocks the table over. I say allegedly because I got a comment about the next yes. arm wrestling contest. But yes. that is the story they're telling is that and Big Mama, like a sore loser, knocked the table over. But I did, like, it was two seconds long. And, like, I couldn't even register that there was a winner. Because the table, it's not a clean knockover. It looks, like, accidental and mm-hmm. super, like, super light from that. Like, it looks like a, a gentle nudge toppled the table to yeah. its doom. 
Yeah, and so Steve is like declares Fiji the winner because Mama knocked the table over, and that and Fiji will be fined. He yells what? at Aunt Kitty that that she is going to be fined for this. I don't, I don't, I, I, what under what logic? Whatever. And then after the match, for some reason, Johnny C is trying to interview Aunt Kitty, and Aunt Kitty is like. Mrs. Stallone, I challenge her to an arm wrestling match. Yes, Aunt Kitty is not taking this one. Mrs. Stallone is like, yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Uh, so now it's now they... um commentary speculates. Fucking uh um can she compete with the woman who raised Rocky and Rambo? Well, you do realize those aren't like real people, right? And those are also the same person twice. They are also the same person. I I, I I think you guys might be a little confused there, you know. Yeah, so um so they set up they set up the table again. All right, get it going. Mm. And Mrs. Stallone is about to job Kitty the fuck out on this arm wrestling. Oh, contest. I know. And then the table gets knocked over again. And it's supposed to have been Aunt Kitty, but this time you can clearly see that if anyone is is pushing down on the table, it's still it's Mrs. Thank Stallone. Thank you. Thank you. Jackie, oh my God, Jackie Stallone insane. is so obviously the one who knocked the table over. I know, but they're like, ah, this fucking, fucking kitty, you bitch. We're going to throw out the whole competition. Team Stallone for the win. Woo! So they start trying to fight, and they have to get pulled apart by their by their factions. And then the factions start fighting each other. Absolutely. Um, one thing I noted is a Mountain Fiji versus Nanachka stare down. In the oh. middle of the ring there, and I was like, oh. hmm. Starting to build to something. Maybe. Oh, I, oh, I did forget to check the Big Bad Mama. Big Bad Mama, new for season three. Ah. Uh um uh, Mountain Fiji is also one of the OGs. Yeah, I did figure that much. Mm -hmm. And so, but they stare down. And then everyone slowly leaves the ring fighting each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then we um, cut. Oh, 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 well, oh, okay. I, I want to I point out to that at one point, like, you know, Johnny C and the ref are having a time and a half trying to deal with this. And, and someone on commentary says that finally the referee is beginning to restore order, which no, no, the fuck he wasn't. No, he's he, not. There was order because the women allowed it. <laughs> yes. Uh, we cut over to Beastie's Beanery. Yeah, I, I feel like they couldn't think of a good alliteration. So they're like, fuck it. Beastie runs a restaurant. A so, which by the way, okay. So understand it. Beastie is like literally a road warrior, but a woman. Like yeah. if you think of road warrior animal and road warrior hawk of the Legion of Doom. It is this exact gimmick. But she is a, it's a woman. And she just has also a restaurant. And she comes over to, with her mace to treat this customer. And he's like, my favorite thing was the water. Because I know it's the one thing you didn't make. And she, she just murders that man. She beats the fuck out of him with a mace. And is someone who's worked customer service before, uh, based. <laughs> Wait, you, you, you know, Yes, but also I feel like it's probably bad business practice to like murder your your patrons for giving you one star reviews on Yelp, you know. Mm -hmm. And then our not. we got our third Fabergé ad of the night, 
Yeah, where it's Babe the ho- Babe the farmer's daughter and Hollywood fighting with each other in a supermarket in costume. Oh my god! Oh my god! And like, so they're 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 tussling a little bit over like the cans of Fabergé, and of course Hollywood has to be like, nah, actually this is this 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 beautiful can of Fabergé uh, hair volumizer or whatever shampoo uh, is is too good to is too good to to hit you with. So she walks off screen and Babe looks all like, oh, neat. And then from off screen, Hollywood just fucking picks up like 12 packs of toilet paper and just starts chucking them at Babe, who in the most porn actress voice I've ever heard responds with, Hollywood, now stop that, Hollywood. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'll man. be honest, part. I'll be honest, so much of this part of me wants to try to, it looks like Fabergé Organics is no longer a thing. And I'm a little sad. Um, Unfortunate. Okay, then we cut to Mountain Fiji, who is asleep. <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> and also, how did the they film this in her house? <laughs> well, how did the camera? Why did the cameraman sneak into her? Oh, house? I think I found the creepy old man, Austin, that that was missing earlier. <laughs> and also, how did the camera film her dream? Her dream. Where she is in the fruit, like the fruit dress, and is yeah okay, man. I spoke a little too soon on the. Thank God they're not making Fiji speaking a racist accent for this, because oh man, are they giving her some Chiquita banana ass lines? They do Chiquita, they do some Chiquita banana, and then I think Zelda pops up in her dream and is like Babe or something. I don't remember who it was, but the joke. Is there like, ah, it's like, hey, did you see dementia run into your, try to jump into your, like, into your fruit baskets earlier? And they're like, yes, she's a real basket case. Yeah, of course. And and we cut back out of the dream to Fiji, who starts just laughing. Laughing in her sleep. Dream generated jokes. I don't, I don't understand how they filmed any of this. Oh my God. Don't think about it is the answer. Yeah, so then next up is Beastie, the road warrior of the future. Yeah, okay. They they claim that Beastie's from Australia, and I do very much doubt that, but I do not doubt that she is the long-lost sister of the road warriors. Versus Zelda the Brain. Versus Um, Zelda the Brain. Which, by the way, Beastie... Is she a she is a new character? Yeah, that sounds about right. And Zelda is a new character. Really? I assume she would have yeah. been one of the OGs. Now, and so I my first note was I hope Zelda gets stuffed in a locker. <laughs> I and feel honestly, like metaphorically, like, she kind of does. She, she oh, she this is a squash and a half. I feel like Zelda grows out to be a turf man. Um, All right. So, but I, I will say is that um, Beastie had, they did like, I didn't make a lot of notes on like the cut in interviews, right? They're all just kind of whatever, but I made a note of Beastie's one because it's insane um, where she's getting interviewed by Johnny C about like, what are you going to do to beat Zelda tonight? And Beastie eats his eats microphone, microphone, and he's like, "I'm gonna eat her up and spit her out." What the fuck? How? What? What? Like, what did? What was that microphone made of? Like, wh- whose idea was that to have like a fucking prop breakaway microphone? Holy I I shit. don't know, but I kind of love it. Uh, yeah, that was kind of great. Also, I have to shout out Beastie's fucking drip because they get they get they, they fucking do her suit up to look like she has assless chaps. Man, 
Oh man. Got to keep with them that Mad Max aesthetic. <laughs> Absolutely. We see it's it's not actually her ass. It's like, you know, flesh color, but we see what is clearly implied to be like her ass. Mm-hmm. And it's on full display. You love to see yep. it. So, um, um uh, we do get I I one note I did take is we get Zelda's individual interview or not interview, her individual rap verse. And once she's done with it, all of her like baby face friends who are surrounding her seem proud of her for actually being able to stay on beat they're like oh hey you did yeah. that it seems like part of her character she's kind of a little un- under unconfident you know she is yes. she is a meek little nerd absolutely so okay bc this is a squash match um there she beats the fuck out of zelda and with with no difficulty at all None um whatsoever. one joke one thing i did not that i thought was hilarious is bc sends zelda to the outside oh no what happens is zelda is like i got tricks up my sleeve in one of her like pre-tape interview yeah and so she, i know pg's from the future i've done my research so yeah. i have some tricks ready to so go to overcome she pulls out a fucking fa- gag flower that squirts water squirts it in bc's eyes and then she runs out of the ring and tries to hide behind a fan yes here's the thing fucking once again the morality's fucked up so i'm like isn't hiding behind civilians a heel move that's hilarious she she like stakes some girl's seat and, and has the girl sit on top of her and she tries to hide that was so goddamn funny um fucking but beastie of course easily catches her um and takes her back to the ring commentary notes that beastie is one of the more unorthodox wrestlers that's on the roster as if zelda did not just use a fucking gag flower to spray feed you with water and then have a fan sit on her lap in the audience to try to hide but no Beastie's the unorthodox i mean who else here does an airplane spin ah Ah, yes, it's unorthodox to have a good fucking unique moveset in Glow. Silly, man. Of course. Man. So, basically, BC just starts hitting power move after power move after power move. And then she hits a second rope splash for the win. Yeah, and I get the feeling so doesn't get to win much, does she? Probably not. Probably but, not. But BC keeps trying to whoop ass, and it in runs Mountain Fiji. Yeah, she's here to save her bestie. And okay, really cool, really cool shot and move here. Fiji runs in and grabs BC around the waist from behind to like German her out. And Beast, the look on Beastie's eyes when Fiji picks her up is like, oh shit. Dude, I have to say that this is just more proof that there there are no uh character, inter-character dynamics than the uh the the gold-hearted giant and the scrawny nerd there Mm -hmm. you you get you get nothing better fiji sticking sticking zelda with fiji upon her upon the 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 former's debut was a stroke of genius in my humble opinion brilliant um so they try to like do a post-match interview with zelda i think they bought something somewhere because they the timing is weird and and the fucking mic the mic doesn't work please Please. Yeah, but eventually BC tries to interfere and be a bad again, a after they loser. ran her out of the ring once. So Fiji 
just body slams her over the top rope and out of the ring just dumps her just fucking yeah we i do i do quite enjoy fiji here i am a fiji enjoyer yeah um, and then cut to our next i segment. am so i this i oh, love this yes okay easy so, as kcb which oh my god i the eye roll that elicited from me was ow uh, it, I the eyes rolled so hard they hurt. But oh man, was it all worth it? Because fucking out steps Nanachka in very like let me slip into something more comfortable garb and immediately oh I was like Nanachka's trying to flirt with me was my Mommy? exact note. And then Mommy? and then I, my I, next I, note I, was I, my, and then my next please, note no, was please, please, please go on. Vladimir is both a cock block and a moron absolutely um so, i i want to i want to no i want to take note of once the segment got announced just as soon like once we saw the the easiest kgb title pop up on screen robbie uh robbie all of a sudden who's still sitting with me uh goes oh shit i forgot i have a fantasy football thing i have to do and then the notchka steps out and he just kind of freezes for a second goes fantasy can wait yeah mommy mommy um, but okay yeah. so she gets a call so, from her also, kgb agents right there very potentially kgb agent vladimir putin oh uh, yeah but he vladimir's a fucking moron because yeah. he's like here to, he's calling in the hot scoop for um for um uh Ninochka, and he's like american girls put animals in their hair and she's like the fuck are you talking about and he's like some girl told me she put moose in her hair and Danashka's like you fuck it she, she's a I am gonna make you a janitor in the Kremlin you fucking idiot <laughs> I, I have to say for as much as we were talking about like the Netflix show took a lot of liberties with the history of glow and whatnot mm. uh changing a lot of things up I am glad that the one thing the Netflix show was a hundred percent accurate to was just how deeply relentless and goofy the Soviet Russia jokes were yes very because much so. Oh my God! They every possible Soviet Russia joke you could come up with is here. Yeah. Okay. She hangs up the phone and is like, and then she's like, "Now where were we, Mister Vice President?" And I was like, "By God, George H. W. is a traitor." Oh boy, fucking he he he's in bed with the enemy, probably quite literally. George H. W. Bush is a traitor to America. Glow has confirmed it. Based, based. Yeah, so uh, I think I know who my favorite glow wrestler is. Now, this seg, I don't know what I thought Easy as KGB was going to be like when it popped up, but this was hilarious. That was perfect. I, uh, Nanachka is one of the OGs, I assume. Yes. Uh, let's double check it. I was going to. I mean, we're uh, about to go into a match of hers anyway. She is. Nanachka is yeah. also one of the wrestlers that was there the entire run of glow. You'll love to see it. Um, we get we get one more Fabergé organic ad. ad. One last Fabergé, and ad. then country girl dates. Okay, I got an ad pop up right as this hit, so I had time to write this note after I saw country girl dates. Oh no! Farmersonly.com. <laughs> I think we just found the two women who who actually made that app. Yeah, okay. So it's Tulsa and Babe the Farmer's Daughter, which by okay, by the way, I think it's really funny that they made Tulsa and Babe a tag team when Sally is also a farmer's daughter and she is not part of this group. 
Yeah, Sally's just here too, but we don't see her for the entire episode. Anyway, okay, so Tulsa and Babe do dumb bad puns here. Is okay, they're like they're on blind dates. Yes. And Tulsa's like and Tulsa Babe is like, I Tulsa, I heard that your date is an Olympic diver. And she's like, Oh yeah, why? It was it's cause I is I hear he's always going off the deep end. <laughs> uh, and then Tulsa is like, Babe, I heard your date is a tattoo artist, and he already got a tattoo on you. And babe looks at her arm and is like, What? And then Tulsa's like, Well, it's because I hear he's got his designs on you. Oh yes! my god. Yes! The fucking like they're they're <laughs> reaching deep down. That that's like the fucking Babe or Tulsa channeled someone's Southern Bell mother to conjure that one. Fuck, dude. <sighs> that I that was pure artistry. Oh, pain. But yes, finally we go into the main event. Sally the farmer's daughter versus Nanachka for the glow champion for the glow crown. Yo, fucking so we get we we cut to the picture in picture for Sally's entrance rap and she just kind of stands there for like 10 oh, seconds. Oh yeah, they time it wrong. They like don't they like she goes like hi mom, hi dad before the rap starts and then she just stands there before her rap. It was, yes. it was like I don't know. Like did y'all think that was cute enough to throw in there? Man, she couldn't. She couldn't find fucking white girls. Am I right? Can't find that beat. Um, no. Uh, but Nanaka comes out with no rap, which boo. Um, they got her rap eventually. They they do. Yes, they got they got Nanaka's rap. Uh, and I have to say, uh, I can't even remember what the rhyme was. But all I know is there was some line about her conquering your homeland and all. Yeah, I appreciate I they. I appreciate they actually. They updated the raps here because she's yes. like, this is a season three and she mentions being the champion. So Hell they, yeah. they didn't, they weren't just lazy and like yeah, use her original like, rap. Nanachka being like always the bridesmaid, never the bride when it comes to the glow championship. And now she's finally done it. Okay. I just want to point out Sally, the farmer's daughter is kind of a weird one in that she was in season one, but not in season two. And then she's oh. here in season three. Damn. They cast another farmer's daughter, and then Sally showed back up, and they were like, well, shit. No, well, we already got two, so we already got a farmer's daughter, so you're just going to not. Um, maybe maybe that's why she's not in league with Babe and Tulsa, because they're like, oh, this is this is awkward. Uh, can I sit with you guys? No. No. <laughs> so, okay, Sally brings a hat on her cowboy hats to the ring for Johnny C when she wins the crown. And Nanatska's like, this is a stupid hat. And she like crushes the hat over Sally's head. Yeah. It, well, not only like crushes it over her head, she fucking like the brim gets pulled off. Like she pulls that shit all the way down over Sally's eyes. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. This mat, this, okay. So this match was honestly mostly a Nanachka take like they were this is this was a established Nanachka as the dominant champion match i will say sally does do like decent work she does wow. okay a thing i noted is is sally she did a move where she had Nanachka in a headlock and then she ran up the top rope with Nanachka in the headlock and then tried to like slam her down off the top rope that oh. was a slice bread number two 
as popularized by Brian Kendrick a decade later. And I was Shit. like, the fuck am I? She sees us like Sally with the sliced bread number two. Yeah. Like again, the random fucking adeptness for these wrestlers. I, damn. I wish any of them got to have like careers outside of this. Cause yeah. they all kind of showed promise. Yeah. So the Natsuka though, she gets control. She starts slant tossing Sally around and then she wins with a really neat, they call it a cross pin. And I tried to find a Soviet connection to a cross of which I found nothing. Uh, so, but it was basically like, it's like if you have someone down in a roll-up pin, but instead of like bending over them, like cradling them, Nanatska just like sat on her oh and, my put, God. and put her her leg through like like she used like basically one leg and like squatted down to keep Sally down. I was like, that's cool as hell. That yeah, no, that it was it was like a good fucking showcase for Nanachka. And yeah, even uh even Sally wasn't like that bad, all things considered. Like she mm-hmm. she did have that one really sick move and she put up a decent fight. I literally like had like fucking okay Nanachka and Sally as part of my notes because I was actually a little impressed. Like they had some decent work rate going at the beginning. Yeah. All right. So before we get out of here. Somebody is trash talking in a mirror. I could, I they didn't pop up the name. I, I literally, I was like, "What was. the fuck is this segment?" So she's just, she's like mirror, mirror on the wall. You know, I'm the fairest in glow, which is like you got to rhyme, man. Um, and then she's like, "I'm the greatest." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then somebody pies her in the face, and it was like, "All right." <laughs> and then Hollywood pops in to be like, "Now nah, I'm a party girl, but I don't do drugs." Yo. She's not like she's just like drugs are bad, okay? Yeah, we gotta see. I, I, whenever Austin, we, I, I watch videos of fucking, you know, WWE my GM mode, and they have the 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 heels doing charity promos. I'm like, man, what does that look like? Well, this is what this sounds like? It's what it fucking do. Goddamn, goddamn Hollywood being being like, uh, actually, I am a prime candidate for the straight edge society. Yeah. CM Punk be like, can I shave your head? Punk is like, nutty. All right. So the credit. Man, man, you know what I realized? The final revelation I had during the like closing segment in the mirror. This is fucking like with the laugh track. This shit reads to me like Muppet Show meets wrestling. Like, this is a variety show that leads into its dumb, campy pun humor, but also just happens to feature a little bit of lady wrestling on it. This is like I, I, I've only watched like I've only watched wrestling. one episode of the Muppets, so I'm gonna I, I will I will concede. Well, you have, seen, you have seen Muppets crossover with wrestling once before, so you After. know generally how that tends to look. Mm-hmm. Was the pun game not as? Do, can you do you not see the the pun game parallels between? I have I have not watched I haven't watched enough Muppets to feel confident in that assertion. Well, I I speak as the resident Muppets expert. This is just this makes me want to go watch the Muppet Show afterwards. Nice. Okay, so the credits roll as the women are just doing their makeup and talking shit. Oh my god. And then the final skit of the episode. 
is Johnny C is sitting out on the street calling his dad. And he's like, yeah, dad, we didn't really make any money on this show, but I'm sure next week will be better. And then his dad hangs up on him and he's like, oh, I actually missed that. That is hysterical. Okay. And then Aunt Kitty walks in and is like complaining about her pay. Classic wrestling shit here. Complaining to the booker. I didn't get paid enough tonight. And He's like, hey, listen, we don't got the funds. I'm sorry I can't pay you what you're worth. And Aunt Kitty is like, I'm worth my weight in gold. And he's like, well, that would bankrupt us altogether. Wow. I, you, uh, There were jokes to this effect, too, of like how, like the joke for Aunt Kitty is she's old and she's fat. That. That's the jokes. Oh, man. Like when she was, was getting care, like when she was getting carried earlier to the ring, the commentator was like, all those wrestlers going to have to get checked for hernias later. Oh, yeah, I did catch that. Living with a hernia. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, he's, so Johnny Z's like, well, that would bankrupt us all together if I pay you that much. And then uh, Kitty beats the fuck out of Johnny with his uh, with her umbrella as we go off as, air. As she should. As she absolutely should. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That was glorious. It that was. That was beautiful. That was it. It glowed with with uh, with joy, Austin. Mm-hmm. This brings oh, joy. This sparks joy. This sparks joy. That's it. That's the guess. How the uh, fuck did you throw out all of these like old episodes when they spark joy? Yeah, why is season three the only one that is even remotely available legally? Hey, uh, off the bat, I'm impressed. That was. I need. I want to know who owns Glow's right, right TV, like the rights to their shows, so I can yell at them to license them all out again. Austin's gonna write a very sternly worded letter. Look, I know we don't have many regular listeners around here, but please, any of you, help us do some detective work. I'm begging you. We must. We must uncover the entirety of OG Glow so that we may cover it in its entirety on this podcast yeah this this was hysterical yeah uh, this is this this is my exact kind of humor across oh, a 48 minute episode the wrestling was not terrible uh and like honest like honestly the one note gimmicks were fun you know i've other yeah. wrestlelicious does it very poorly yeah, because again, uh, it feels like low res and obligatory. Here, like again, there's just like I can't describe it any better than there's just an earnestness to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had so much fun with this. Uh, we will be back to glow someday. Thank God. Uh, but yeah, um, this was great. As I said at the start of the second half here, like if this had been airing. If I had been alive and of an appropriate age to be watching Glow when this aired, um, I would have adored this. I would have been yes. obsessed. Like in the way that I preach the gospel of Lucha Underground now, late 80s me would have been preaching the gospel of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yo, yo, me too, man. I would have been right there with you. I would have been, you need to fucking drop everything and dedicate your entire personality to this campy, delightful bullshit. Uh-huh. Oh, so, you love this. Yeah. 
So that is it for this time. For next time, uh, we return to 2014. You know, it is, we'll be going to March of 2014. Uh, it's been a month since the Royal Rumble that went so well for everyone involved. Oh, I'm uh, I I I'm still reeling as to the 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 unimaginable success. Uh, so some might say unbelievable success of that mm-hmm. that event that everybody liked very much. Yeah. And, so WrestleMania is a month away at this point. Yes. As you and do, I, you know, we put we pointed at the sign. We pointed at the sign, and I I think it's time for Daniel Bryan to get on his road to WrestleMania in earnest. You think? I think it's about time for. But but, but Austin, does the right, authority think that? <laughs> right, not not right now. Right now, it's still Batista versus Randy Orton for the title, and we're all good with that. You well, know, that's going to be great, of course. We're all you know, good, feels like a bit of an overstatement, but you know. But Dan, I think it's time for Daniel Bryan to time for the stars to align. I think we've waited long enough. Oh, oh, oh! It is time. Everybody's collective cock is going to stop being teased. Oh, I'll just say this: is by now WWE has the plan in place they they've been given an offer they can't refuse no they yes they have absolutely you so love that, it. that will be next time until then david hit our plugs yes sir dear friends thank you all for joining us in yet another insane episode of the noobs and knockouts podcast we are so delighted to have you here returning listeners viewers what have you you know the drill thank you for so much again uh, thank you so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever the hell it is you use to consume our content. You know, we just love that you're here and we we love that you love that you're here. And, you know, we're all just, we're all just having a great time. Keep on coming back. You know, thank you as always. New people. Hey, hi, how's it going? Thank you so much for, for joining us. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit either way we hope you feel welcome here we hope things feel accessible to you here we hope that you love it here and that you want to keep coming back and having a great time with us week after week after week and i will tell you exactly every single way you can do so first and foremost of course is our twitter you can find us on twitter we're the or twitter jesus christ youtube david youtube is the way that is what i said um you can find us on youtube noobs and knockouts podcast on youtube hit subscribe ring that bell make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode give us that sweet sweet engagement and the the comments and the likes uh follow all of uh you 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 can check out all of our playlists awesome and kind enough to organize all of the arcs that we follow into their own separate playlists so there's if there's anything you want to follow all the way down you can do that without having to skip around a whole lot it's great and on top of that you can see our beauty beautiful lovely faces and the very professional looking looking hud we we got in here and and just see how thoroughly this shit made us crack up at some points during this <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. episode um absolutely but if you are a fan of the audio only experience we of course have you covered there as well you can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast which are of course spotify google podcast and apple podcast come give us the old listen arena uh and you know 
some sweet engagement there too if you're so inclined download our show give us a nice little five-star rating if you like and maybe a nice little review that tells people hey these people are pretty cool maybe more people should be listening to them i don't know i'm just saying either way we appreciate you joining us noobs and knockouts podcast on youtube on spotify on google and apple Podcasts. of course if you want to get in uh more direct contact with us well we do exist outside of this little void uh that that we use to present our show to you every week um we have a twitter account first and foremost this is where the twitter comes up uh you can find us on twitter at noobs and knocks pod on twitter that's at noobs the letter n knocks pod on twitter come uh come say hi to us there we post memes we engage in discourse we put up a post every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys always know what the hell is going on of course the highlight of our twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting every wednesday night or at least the wednesday nights when one of us can can make it we're kind of busy boys recently uh, hey, hey never after is the finale next week i will be back i will i will actually be back next week so i'll t- i'm i'm covering it uh the week this drops and then you'll be able to take it from there uh uh but every wednesday night at 8 p.m uh on tbs we are watching of course aew dynamite and tweeting all about that shit and then hell sometimes on fridays if i'm feeling frisky i, I might even be feeling frisky like that tonight who knows uh on uh tnt at 10 p.m eastern we are watching what else aew rampage it is the show that y'all been waiting on and we like to tweet about that when we can um of course past uh tweeting about the weekly shows from from my favorite company and yours ae dub um we also uh ours austin is a is a very diligent boy who likes to keep up with all the major pay-per-views of all the companies he tweets about them sometimes and we just generally like to tell you guys about them especially if you are of, of the noobish persuasion uh pay-per-views are a great jumping on point for for kind of getting into a company getting into some storytelling and seeing what all this crazy shit's about and we like to tell you all about them so my friend what is on the docket coming up so for impact wrestling on april 16th is their pay-per-view event you can buy that where on fight tv or however you normally buy your pay-per-views but you know we got a hot one coming for you is we got kushida versus steve mackland uh versus the for the impact world championship kushida the time splitter he's just a guy who really likes marty mcfly um yes <laughs> he's very he's big marty mcfly guy kushida versus yep. steve mackland who drinks beer and kicks ass uh, that's the best way i can put that really um then mickey james versus jordan grace versus diana perrazzo for the knockouts championship mickey james hardcore country a legend in this business and however she was recently injured so if she is cleared to compete it will be a three-way match she is not it will be a one-on-one to crown a new knockouts champion uh jordan jordan grace uh she is big she is strong that is the shtick uh and diana perrazzo the virtuosa is a technical wrestling genius so a lot of different styles coming into this match here that sounds sick as fuck. Yeah. Then a 10 wrestler hardcore war between Bully Ray and his team versus Tommy Dreamer and his team. This does not sound very cool. <laughs> this is a feud straight out of 1996. 
we love it. Been no, going we love on it. for fine. like totally five fine. months and great. Please end. Um, mm-hmm. Trey Miguel for versus Mike Speedball, Mike Bailey versus Jonathan Gresham for the Impact X Division Championship. Oh, in, in the oh. X Division, it's not about weight limits; it's about no limits. At, and Trey, so expect a absolutely absolute barn burner here. Trey Miguel, he is a guy who really likes spray painting stuff, and he <laughs> is also a high fly boy. Speedball that, Mike Bailey, the sick. guy who wrestled six times every every match at WrestleMania weekend. weekend. He is a karate master, and Jonathan Gresham, he likes Cthulhu masks and also uh, out strong in everybody despite being like five feet tall. Damn, damn, then, he sounds pretty sick. Yeah, and then the, for the Impact. World Tag Team Championships. It is an ultimate X match where the goal, where they're going to put up four posts and put some rope across, some line, zip line across so it makes an X. And teams got to climb the poles and climb and like dangle, crawl across the, uh, the lines to reach the middle where the tag team titles will be hanging above the ring. Yep. Uh, and it will be the Bullet Clubs, Ace Austin and Chris Bay versus the Motor City Machine Guns. <gasps> oh, shit. We do love some M- MCMG as mm-hmm. a boy from from the Motor City. Yep. And then in a tag team championship match for the Knockouts tag team titles, we have the Coven, Tyler Wilde and Kylan King. Uh as uh kylan king my favorite aew dark regular absolutely um, and taylor wilde who has gotten really into um into tarot cards as uh, you do. too much into tarot cards oh, versus no. the death dolls rosemary and jessica who might act who are like actual from the underworld so great oh well great. that's uh that's that's uh spooky and then in a six-man tag match, we will have the design, which is like, uh, which is Diener, Alan, Cody Diener, Alan Angels, and Connor from the Ascension in WWE. Uh, is is uh, there is a cult now? Uh, versus Joe Hendry, who his gimmick is that he s- makes original songs about his opponents and sings them very funny guy here that's uh sick. dirty dango the former oh, fondango dango and, and santino morella is getting back in the ring <gasps> cobra is it cobra time he's gonna cobra deaner you'll love to see it yeah, so that is the matches for the pay-per-view. That's that's a week from when this episode drops. So figure go ahead and give the real rundown there. Oh fuck yeah, that sounds sick. That and sounds then, sick as fuck, boy. Yeah. And then AEW Double or Nothing on May 28th, live on pay-per-view. Uh or on fight uh is available on Bleacher Report if you're in America, Fight TV if you're not, or if you are not from America wink 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 mm-hmm. uh you know if, if if you have a if you if you know if you can find a very private network huh. you know 
a very private to, network. You know, you might be able to find your way to fight here in America. Oh, Otherwise, shit. where pay-per-views are sold, maybe even some movie theaters. Check is check your local Cinemark. Hell yeah. Hell and then yeah. I guess, and then I guess WWE is a pay-per-view on May 6th, whatever. Yeah, fuck the you know, whatever the fuck. You know, since you know Vince McMahon is back in charge of this company. We ascended and, you know, the throne. After 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 allegations of you know sexually having sex with all his secretaries and paying them off, he stay he dropped out of the company for five months, and now he has sold the company, and they're merging with the UFC under Endeavor. But Austin, he's moved past that. You're right. He has moved past it. He's grown a mustache, and I think <laughs> it is of course. <laughs> The importance, importance in order moved past it. Grown a mustache. Right. He he's now in charge again. So Yay. I'll just be honest, I'm not gonna watch. I am taking my stand here. I am not watching WWE anymore. Paste. I told myself if Vince McMahon came back that I was cutting out. And now he has, and now I am. Damn. We we stand a principled king. Yeah, all right. So that is it. What's that's going on in the wrestling world upcoming? Hell yeah. Well, be sure to check all of that out. Uh, you know, except maybe not WWE because fuck those guys. But you know, what whatever whatever may tickle your fancy, uh, check it out for yourself and check us out talking about it on the Twitter. It's a great time. If for whatever reason you like listening to us ramble for several hours on end about wrestling, uh, you'll like this shit. It's good shit. Check it out. Of course, if you want to get in super duper direct contact with us, and it may be in a more long form way, you can email us at noobsandknockoutspot at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and this time, knockoutspot at gmail.com. Come say hi to us there. Tell us what you think about the show. Request things you want to see us cover on this show. Uh, tell us how based in Red Pill you think our hot takes are. Think that, you know, we're fucking idiots, whatever. I don't know. Start discourse. Say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockoutspot at gmail.com. Of course, finally, of course, you want to support the show in a very, you know, a little more concrete way. Uh, you can find us on Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. $1 a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out, as always, to friend of the show, uh, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for his support. Uh, for only a single dollar he do, folks, you too can get your name shouted out at the end of this. You can make us say utterly putrid shit if Deadlock has taught us anything. Uh daddies um and uh and you know you get that, that nice little bit of early access too and you know maybe some other extra content that's going to be in the works in the coming months i don't know you know again some ideas some some things you know could come mm -hmm. in, coming through the mail a little bit yeah um but, but whatever that may be your support means a whole lot to us helps out the show more than you realize uh so if you if you're so inclined uh noobs and knockouts podcast on the patreon you can find the link for that by the way in our twitter See y'all next time. Hasta luego.